I already felt guilty of the stuff I was missing with my baby. And then I was like, here I am about to add another kid in here. Like, am I just going to be working all day, every day and not see them at all? And I, and I wanted a career, like I wanted to work, but I didn't want to see them for 20 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night, like arguably like the worst time of the day. That's just not what I wanted. And I, I wanted to find a way to make both things work. Hello, and welcome to the Fork in the Road podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Galloway, and here we share stories of women forced to choose between leaning into an invested career in corporate America or daring to venture into an unknown path. On this episode, my guest has cracked the code on making the best of your work schedule. I'm Darian Sutton. Um, I'm a wife and a mom of two beautiful and smart young girls. And I'm a senior manager at my firm, Dixon Hughes Goodman in North Carolina. And I love being active, I love being outside. Darian walks us through the experiences that led her to ask for a flexible schedule. And I am confident you will relate. Busy and demanding, if still fulfilling job, young kids, husband with his own busy career, her fork in the road pushed her to ask for flexibility and it has paid off. Listen for her thoughts on feeling trapped by your circumstances, having advocates at work, how to handle chatter from peers, and the power of a company whose culture and values match yours. There is so much to learn from Darian. So go get your notebook. (laughs) Enjoy. Darian, I'm so happy to talk to you. You have such a unique story, but one that I think so many people will resonate with. So I can't wait to just jump right in and start talking about it. So welcome. Thank you. So let's start with the before. Let's talk about what led us to the fork in your road um, before you started making some real changes. Paint a picture for us. Tell us what's going on. Sure, yeah. So um, I think probably the beginning or the before is honestly pre-kids for me. So I graduated from business school, got this dream job, moved actually away from my husband for the first two years of our marriage. And when it came time to sort of settle down, have a family, I left that job and took kind of maybe not a career long job, but just a job job. And um, back at home where I was near my family, it, you know, just in hopes of having our own family. And I, it wasn't lifelong. So I ended up looking around um, when I was, so I had a child and I was on maternity leave and I found this firm um, that I was very interested in working for. And so here I start, I get the job, I start with them and things are great. Um, really just challenging. Uh, you know, uh, I got to use a lot of what I learned in business school and I could see a career for myself. And I had this little baby at home and my husband was in training. Um, he is now a physician. So at the time he was a resident, he was working, I don't know, 80 plus hours a week. Mm. So he was not around. I had a full-time job and a baby. And then I got pregnant with my next child. And, um, I think she was 10 months old when I found out I was pregnant. So, um, Mm. I had two small children and honestly, so this is all the before in that, you know, things are good. I'm managing one kid. I'm sort of managing a career. And then I'm thinking how in the world am I going to do this with two children? So what I ended up doing, I remember very vividly, I was sitting at a lunch with a partner, the partner in our group at the time who was like, you know, my supervisor. And, um, 
I sat there and I just said, hey, what if I don't come back from maternity leave at full time and just sort of left it there? (laughs) And his response, honestly, I'll never forget. It was like, "Okay, let's see what that looks like. What does that look like? And I was like, I have no idea. What does that look like? So um, I think going into having my second child, um, my kids are 18 months apart. So when I was on maternity leave, I kind of knew that I was going to come back in a different place or a different setup that I'd never been in. But also I was very career focused, wanted to work outside the home, like didn't want to lose my place, you know, in in the grand scheme of things. So um, it started out where I was told, okay, well, what does less than full-time look like to you? And I was like, I don't know, 60% time, 90% time, 100% time. And so I work in consulting and I wasn't sure. So, so full-time is like 60 hours, you know, like I didn't know, I didn't know what my percent was. So I started, I think at like 70% time and I have ebbed and flowed in the last few years and ended up probably 85% time. So, so that's kind of, you know, maybe this is where I am in the after part, you know, managing that less than full-time schedule. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that sounds right to, to myself and other people that will be listening to this sounds like such an ideal setup, right. To have that flexibility. But I want to go back quickly to, or just a little bit to you were talking about this moment where you're headed back to work, you're, you're back at this job and you get pregnant with your second child and talk to me about what was happening in that moment, right? You're, you're thinking to yourself, I think you made a comment about having to work and take care of the one, your 10 month old and your newborn and your husband's working what I presume are insane hours if he's training to be a doctor, right? What was happening right. in your life in that time? Um, well, I think uh, chaos is what was happening. I mean, that's <laughs> what was happening. I let me say, though, that I live in my hometown where my parents live. And so I have them still here. And so at the time I I knew I had at least family. Um, I also had, when I went back to work um, with my first child, my, my three month old, I hired a nanny. And so my nanny has been with us for seven years and she is like an extension of, of my life and I can't live without her. And so honestly, I just thought, I think what prompted me to consider not going back to full time was that I just felt like if I did, I already felt guilty of the stuff I was missing with my baby. And then I was like, here I am about to add another kid in here. Like, am I just going to be working all day, every day and not see them at all? And I, and I wanted a career, like I wanted to work, but I didn't want to see them for 20 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night, like the, arguably like the worst time of the day. That's just not what I wanted. And I, I, wanted to find a way to make both things work. Hmm. And so that's sort of where I was when I, well, when I got pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, what just happened? I I wasn't planned. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of felt like, how am I going to survive with these two kids and this job? You know, like this, what I'm doing right now is not going to work is really how I felt. Right. And, and such a real thing for a lot of moms. I, I, 
I certainly felt that uh, not in the same way you did, but still the same emotions of feeling that guilt that you're missing these important moments that are going to come and go and you never get them again. Uh, and feeling like someone else is in control of how you spend your time. Right. And, and such a, a, just a sad place to be as a mom, I think. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is, you feel a little bit trapped and I think that, I had a fleeting moment of, oh my gosh, well, this is my life. I don't have a choice. And then I think the more that I kind of thought about it, I was like, well, maybe I do have a choice, you know, like maybe, maybe I can make it work and maybe I'll just ask, you know, like maybe I don't have to be in this scenario and I don't have to be miserable or I don't have to choose between my kids and my job. Cause I hear people say that sometimes where they, they chose one or the other. And I, that makes me sad. Like, I don't, I don't ever feel like I'm choosing one or the other. I I think I've chosen and fortunately been afforded that, that choice that I can have both, you know, that Mm. I, that I can make it work. And I honestly, if I hadn't have asked, if I hadn't asked, you know, straight up said, can I not come back full time? I don't think I'd be where I am today. Like, I don't think I would have been able to to juggle 60 hours a week and two small children. I think I would have felt so much guilt or so much stress. I just don't think I'd still be here. You know, I think I would have done something else. And, and in that moment, I wonder when, when it occurred to you to ask, did you have uh, models or mentors that were doing this, that you thought, well, I see these people doing it. Why can't I, or, and if not, how did this even occur to you to ask? That's a fair question. And no, you know, I, I mean, I had strong like women and my mom worked my whole, you know, growing up. So both my parents were working outside the home. And so I had a very strong like female leader, obviously with her. I think for me, you know, it wasn't something that I had trained, you know, I I wasn't training 10 years to become a doctor. And this is what I decided. Like, I felt like okay, maybe I could go and if this doesn't work, I can go in another direction. You know, like if they say no, then this isn't for me. And I think just over time, honestly, having children and realizing that the decision wasn't just about me anymore. And it was about another person, another little teeny tiny human gave me like, it gives you confidence to just be like, well, I'm going to ask and we'll see what happens because this isn't just about me. This is about me and my family, me and my child, like me and my time. And nothing was more important to me than that. And so I felt like if they say no, okay, I'll, I'll, and I mean, I mean, my husband was a resident and we weren't really making any money. I, but I felt like I had my, you know, I had my parents next door. Like I, I I wasn't going to fail. I had a but, you know, a master's degree, like I, I, something else was going to happen or I was going to work towards something else. So in terms of the job though, like, no, I didn't really have, I didn't know of anyone who was doing a flexible schedule. Come to find out there were one or two people, my, my boss now, I remember him saying, well, so-and-so in, you know, Raleigh does this and -and so-and-so in wherever else does this. And I'm like, okay, I don't really have time to talk to those people, but that sounds great. You know, it was not like a program or a, it was not on the website. Like there was no way for me to know. I kind of had to figure it out. So, so I did feel like I was going out on a limb asking, but I felt like honestly having children or at that time, one child really empowered me to be like, 
I'm going to ask this question and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm going to see what happens. Yeah, no. And thank God you did. Right. So that's great. And so, so paint the picture for me. Who who were you sitting there with when you asked this question? Is this your direct boss? Yeah. When I asked, so we were sitting at lunch and it was great. Like this is something that my firm always does. And well, not now, obviously, because we don't see each other. We all work from home, but at the time we would go out to lunch like once a month and, um, And no, this wasn't the person I worked with every day. Like, so I had a supervisor. He was like a manager, senior manager at the time. And then this was the partner in the group. And so we didn't even work directly together. And that's why it was even a little more impressive because I was like, you're probably not going to be affected by this, but um, (laughs) do you mind if I don't come back full time? And, you know, it's not lost on me that he wasn't, he wasn't a female. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I felt a little bit like, what's he going to say? He was, he was a parent, um, is parent. And so I felt like, you know, there was some understanding there. Um, but at that time I had been with the firm for less than a year. If I do the math correctly. Yeah. Less than a year. So I felt like I was putting a lot on the line and, and you know what, I kind of thought to myself, I'm like a really hardworking person and I've, I majored in English in college and minored in chemistry. And then I went to business school. Like I didn't, it hasn't been a clear cut path for me. And so like, I've always just felt like if I can get in a position, I can make it work. And so I thought, okay, if I get in this position where I'm working less than full time, I'll make it work. I'll do the job. Like it'll, that I think I just had the confidence in myself that if you just give me the chance, I can show you that this is doable and nobody else was doing it that I knew of. I think there were people. I just, I didn't know. And I think I just felt like if I don't get this opportunity, I'm not going to stay, you know, I'm not going to stay here. Like this is not going to work for me. But I find it curious that the first person you brought it up to wasn't your direct supervisor. Do (laughs) you think that there was, was there, maybe was that you trying to like test the waters or it, did it just sort of happen? Like it kind of just spilled out of your mouth or like, what do you think was going on? That's funny. I don't think I've ever really thought about that. I, so my direct supervisor is a wonderful human being and somebody I 100% could have asked that to. Like, so it wasn't that I was mm. circumventing that or I felt Strategizing nervous. Strategizing. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah. I definitely wasn't doing that. Honestly, I think maybe it just, I think he just asked me like, mm. are you ready? Are you ready to have this baby? And I think it just sort of came out because I wanted to know. Um, I think that at the time, I felt like he was the one who would need to make the decision, you know, mm-hmm. like he was the one who, you know, knows my salary and, you know, knows all that stuff. And so I felt like he's the one who's going to say yes or no. And so I guess it was sort of feeling it out because if he'd said no, then there was no sense in me asking my direct supervisor because he would have just gone to that person. And so I don't know, it just sort of came out. And I I, I don't think I went into that lunch intending to like pave my future. I just felt like I'm going to ask and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's great. Because I think that's part of what people in, in your position or your position then um, struggle with and, and debate is who do I ask? How do I ask? And and what happens if they say no? And, you know, trying to really strategize how, how to approach it. And I think what I'm hearing you say is that in that moment, you just you felt 
somewhat of a camaraderie with this person, or at least a trust with this person to put it out there in a very vulnerable way. And that has come up in other interviews with with women who say it's so important to have those people in an organization that you feel you can trust that even if the answer is going to be no, you don't feel that they're going to hold it against you or kind of turn your words that you feel that there's somewhat of a safe space. And it sounded like he certainly was that for you. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because it's not like if he had said no, I wouldn't have felt like, oh gosh, my career just ended, you know? And I think honestly, it's a product of, of the firm. So like I said, there was nobody I knew about at the time doing this like flexible arrangement, but I, the culture of the people I worked with, my understanding of the structure and the mission and the values of the firm, like I had just gone through the process of interviewing. And so I I was very familiar. I mean, honestly, I'd been there less than a year. So I took the job knowing what the firm was all about. I went into that job knowing like I can make a career here because these people really care about people. So I did fundamentally feel like it was a safe place. And this, this individual was obviously very approachable and I knew would be understanding. So I think it's not like, and I've been in sort of cutthroat jobs where I never would have asked that question. I just never would have. I know the answer would have been no. And it that was not the environment. And it it wasn't back then. And now it's like exponentially better, but it, it wasn't back then. Like it was still a very open care for the people kind of place. And it wasn't weird that I asked it. I mean, it was out of nowhere, but it just, you know, it was with the right people working, you know, um, alongside the right people that kind of created that environment for me. Right. And I think created that opportunity less than a year into it that I could ask that question. Yeah, that also has come up, right? About what you're talking about, the, the values of the firm and that the organization that you're with is the right fit for you personally, that that you feel like you're part of this organization in a way that's more than this is just a job. This is a place I'm just going to every day and then trying to get out of as quick as possible to get home to my family. Uh, and that, again, that also has come up in, in some of my other interviews of, of the, the power of that. So, so let's move to then you brought it up with him. He didn't laugh in your face, right? Who did you go to next? And how did you start getting the wheels going? So hindsight, if I remember correctly, there was no, I, I don't know. I just went on the like intranet page and, and went to like our employee manual, which is funny now because looking back, that's what I did. Now there's like a plethora of resources. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier now. And there are individual, there's a whole, you know, so many places I could go now. Right. But I think I went to like the HR page on the intranet website that we have, you know, and looked up like what? I think one of my first questions was how many hours do I need to work to get my benefits? Because, you know, I've got these two small children and well, going to be, and I need to make sure that I keep my benefits. That was like a really big deal to me, you know, to make sure like sort of, okay, what is, what does this percentage look like? Am I working, am I working part-time and working half the hours? Am I, you know, what does it look like? And, and honestly, I just looked in the HR stuff that was out there at the time and it just started asking questions. And I, I asked, and at this point I had had a conversation with my direct supervisor and I asked him and he was quick to, to point out one or two people kind of he'd come up with both women that, that were kind of doing this whole thing. And so he did put me in touch with them. Um, I asked like some payroll questions. Uh, I, we have like an HR kind of rep for our region. I asked that individual some questions. Honestly, I figured it out more 
after I came back, like Mm. what my pay looks like, what I needed to do to make that adjustment. So I work in consulting, so I have to log all my hours. So it's kind of like, you know, chargeable and non-chargeable hours. And so I have to put down my time all the time. I needed to make sure I wasn't, was very important to me that if I'm going to be working 90% time and I'm going to be getting paid 90% time, I'm not working 200, you know, million hours and and not reaping the benefits of this whole setup, right? So having my hours tracked just by way of what I do actually was very beneficial because then I could keep Mm. track of how close I am to my percentage, you know? So I honestly just started, you know, investigating on my own. And, and I think at the time there was not one specific resource to go to, but I was, I just started to be put in touch with people and people started sharing links. And, you know, so I started to kind of figure it out. And I will say that first year where I thought, oh, I'll do 60% time, you know, no big deal. It was, that was impossible. I was just automatically working like 75, you know, and I think I had to work very hard to communicate to my team and set boundaries for myself so that I wasn't available all the time. You know, like if I was available all the time, I would have worked all the time. So I had to be very explicit of I'm not working during these hours, which honestly was really hard because nobody had done it before in the group I worked with. So it was weird that like Darian's just not available on Tuesday mornings. I honestly think I made it probably five years before any of my clients knew that I didn't work full time. I think Mm. I posted something on LinkedIn and it was an article that was written about I I don't know, a blog. And I think a client responded to me on LinkedIn. Well, this is great. I had no idea. So for me, it was really important that nobody knew, you know, and I just made that work. And so we just planned meetings around it. And there was a lot of how is this going to work for my team? I got that vibe. But back to my point about I'm just going to work really hard and nobody's going to notice. And I'm just Mm going to work at night and I'm going to work on the weekend and whatever it takes, you know, I'm just going to be very flexible in when I'm working and, and go from there and see what happens. Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. I think, uh, especially people in your team reacting to you. Cause I think that's what I've heard from, from women who've approached me in the past. And we've gotten into conversations about flexible working or, or even in companies I've been in the past where flexible working was introduced. Um, I, I, for example, worked a, a flexible schedule. The very last role that I had at PepsiCo, I was at Frito-Lay for a number of years. And the very last role that I had there, I was on a flexible schedule and just generally for myself and other women I've talked to, I think you feel a sense of dis- discomfort that you are someone who has some sort of benefit that isn't available to others and that you're sort of put in the spotlight. You don't really want to be, I just want to be with my kids. I don't want to be some kind of trailblazer. I don't want to start trouble. I don't want any of that. Did you have some of those feelings? Absolutely. I think I was like hypersensitive to comments people would make of like, oh, well, this is your day off. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't my day off. This is like my three hours of carved out time where I'm not in a meeting or in front of my computer. Like I was very, very sensitive to that. And to your point, I wasn't out, you know, the joke, like I wasn't at the spa. Like I I was taking my daughter to preschool and making sure I was the one who dropped her off. Or, you know, I was the one who left at 5 p.m. because my nanny needed to go home to see her family. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's what I was doing with my flexible hours. And 
I think I got comments that were never intended negatively, but I was so sensitive to what I was doing. Like, I, I you're right. I didn't want to pave any, you know, trailblaze or do anything. I just wanted to be able to see my children. I wanted them to not, not know me, which is insane if you think about it, but that's how I felt. That's just that mom guilt, right? Like, you know, (laughs) you know how that feels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I did get a lot of pushback. I got comments like, you know, you should be in the office more or that, that whole comment about, well, you don't work on this day. And I'm like, well, it's a three hour window that I'm not working, you know, and, and that's the stuff that I just had to, I think, prove to people. Like I wanted to not be working, right? Like those three hours, I didn't want to be on my phone and, and all that, but I also didn't want people to think that I was just absent, you know? So it was, challenging to find that balance. I think I still struggle with it, you know, day to day. And now, I mean, things are completely different. Everybody is experiencing this flexible life because their kids are virtual in school or their kids are home or whatever it is. I mean, I think now people are starting to realize how I felt for years, but (laughs) I did get a lot of that pushback and I felt like I had to, I had so much to prove. I felt like, you know, because I didn't want to be put on a list. I didn't want it to be like, oh, well, you know, Darian works, you know, part-time. And I I took offense to that, honestly, to be, I mean, now I don't, now I'm way above that, but I took offense to it. I felt like, well, don't put me, don't put an asterisk by my name just because I'm not working 55 hours. Like I'm working really hard. I learned how to be very efficient with 35 hours as opposed to 55. You know, I just sort of cut out all the unnecessary stuff and that obviously took a lot of trial and error and practice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's really good insight and something I relate to a lot. I've been doing consulting now for I'm going on eight years. And I also I think I I really discovered the secrets to productivity is probably four or five years ago, right? A couple of years in that really sort of clicked for me in that um, you value the work time for work and the non-work time for non-work and and really knowing when and where it's appropriate to chit chat and waste time and when it's not and when you just got to get it done because you've got a bigger agenda item that maybe your kids or maybe whatever that you take dance lessons or you just want to nap. Like it doesn't really matter what your individual goal is that you sort of work towards that. And that's something you don't, you know, it's not quite as articulated when you're in an office, right? It feels like borrowed time, so to speak. Well, and I think to that point, like when you're in the office, I honestly, you know, and being female was a whole other thing, but I felt like people would come and talk to me and I didn't have time, which, you know, I'm a very like people person. I I think I'm outside of work. I just feel like I'm a different person, but people would come up to me and I, it's almost like I just wanted to shut the door because it was like, if you guys just understood what I need to do outside of these doors, you know, these office doors, these office walls, it's more important. And it's not more important than any one individual person that wanted to talk to me. That's never more important than that. It's just, I have eight hours or six hours and I need to get seven hours of work done. So I can't sit here and talk to you. And that was really hard for me. I felt like I didn't build as strong of relationships with people just like new people or like new people in the office and other groups. I was like, who's that? You know, I had no idea just because I didn't have that extra time. At the end of the day, I felt like it doesn't matter because I get to go home, you know, and have this time with my family. But 
it wasn't lost on me that I was not devoting the amount of, or the same amount of kind of chit chat time as my coworkers were. And did, did I feel like that was going to affect me? Yes. I mean, I thought all these things mattered. And so I actually ended up working, uh, gosh, it's been a couple of years now, but every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, I'd work from home. And so I'd be in the office Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, all day, not work in the morning and then work Tuesday and Friday afternoons. And so people just had to get used to me not being in the office. So I wasn't even around to chit chat at that point, but that's when I could be the most productive. You know, I created a space for myself. And and now I think that's why when we went like virtual or online um, back in March, like it wasn't a change for me. It was a big change for a lot of people, but I was like, well, I've been, I've been doing this for years. And so I'm actually really productive at home. You know, I think a lot of people need to be in the office and I don't, I don't need that at all. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of really good lessons are being learned this year about that, about flexibility, about prioritizing family or personal time. If you don't have a family about productivity at home versus productivity in the office. But I wonder, you know, as you're thinking back to all of this, it's probably been a long time since you spent so much time thinking about that. I wonder what advice would you give your younger self, the the one who's kind of just starting out and, and feeling uncomfortable about the comments and trying to figure out her schedule? What advice would you have given yourself? Well, for any person who's just younger, let's say, um, or earlier on in this progression, it doesn't. So, so it's kind of two things. One, it doesn't have to be about family, right? Like you just made that point. It could be about anything in your life that is not work. And I think when the, (laughs) I always feel funny when, when we have interviewees come in and they're like, you know, 21 years old, like I go on this like mom soapbox of like, there's so much more to life and make sure you're looking at a firm that like values people. And, And I just, I sound, I probably sound crazy, but I want people to know that it doesn't just have to be your family. It can be you and like your mental health and like having time to go for a run at in the middle of the day because it's freezing cold at 6 a.m. or, you know, whatever it is. To me, I wish that I knew more even before I had kids, honestly, that, you know, that, that, that time, my time is valuable. And, and my time with my family, my time with my friends is just valuable. And that it's okay to prioritize that. Like, it's not going to make you not be successful at work. And honestly, if you're in a position where choosing to leave the office at 530 because you have a dinner is going to affect your career long term, like maybe you shouldn't be there. I mean, you know, it just really boils down to that. So I think prioritizing myself and my family, I shouldn't have felt so bad about. I think that's kind of part of it. And then the other part of it is I wish I hadn't have I hadn't gotten so caught up in the comments. Like I can be sensitive to things and I can react quickly without kind of like taking a deep breath. So that's just sort of about me. But I wish that I hadn't felt so bad or taken things so personally when people said stuff like, oh, well, it's your day off. You're not in the office. Like, you know, I got so worked up about that. And honestly, I was doing what was right for me and I shouldn't have cared so much. I shouldn't have stressed out so much. You know, I think that is something that I wish I had known. Like if the work shows for itself and I'm doing a good job and I'm getting promoted and people know who I am and I'm happy and I'm, you know, I'm being successful, like don't get worked up over those small little comments, you know, like you or me, I'm doing 
the right thing and what I, what I want. And I shouldn't really feel bad about that. You know, I'm not, I'm not hurting anyone in the process. In fact, I'm now, I think in a position where people come to me and they're like, I'm thinking about going part-time or I'm thinking about working less, or I'm thinking about working a, a flexible schedule. How did you do it? What did you do? And I'm like, how much time do you have? Like, let's, let's talk about this. And because I, I want people to know that that's an option. And I think that men should know that's an option too. Um, you know, I'm, I think it, it doesn't have to be about family, you know, it can be about anything. And I just wish that I had known those things. I, I wish that I had maybe had somebody who told me that, but you know, I'm learning it now and I'm happy to shout from the rooftops to anyone who comes in the door that's 21 years old and has no idea that I have strong opinions about this. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that's great. So so tell me then about the world today. I think you said earlier you're at about 85% uh, of your original schedule or what would be a normal schedule. Tell me, do you feel like your career has suffered in any way? Are you still happy at this place? Do you think that this was, uh, sounds like certainly was the right move for you and your family? Um, but, but in terms of your career, do you feel like you've lost out on anything? And I ask that because that I think you said this and even in your own talking about this experience that most of us who are listening to this podcast we're type a or we're driven to some sort of personal success that you know our lives are yes our families and they're important but also we want to have some contribution to the world we want to be part of a successful team a successful organization we want to feel like we're bringing our talents to the table in some way and that we're being rewarded for that whether that's in income or in titles or in awards or whatever way reward comes to you, we, we want that. So do you feel like in the end, this has given you a net positive both at home and in your career? Yes, I do. I do feel that way. So a couple of comments to explain kind of where I am now. So I'm involved in a local charity. And then so that gives me a lot of like reward and pleasure to have that opportunity and that contribution. I also pre pandemic, I teach classes like group group fitness classes at my local Y. And so like something else I do, and I would teach classes on Tuesday morning sometimes. And somebody said to me, I made a comment about work. And they said, Oh, I had no idea that that you had another job. And it made me feel so proud because I was like, I, I have figured out a way that here I'm here and I'm present here. And when I'm with my kids, I'm present with my kids. Now, do I do a good job of this all the time? Absolutely not. But this is what I, you know, strive to do. And then when I'm at work, I'm at work. So the fact that somebody just, it didn't offend me that they didn't know that I had this job because it was not, it was not my only identity. I've clearly made time for other things. So I think, to answer your question, if I had not chosen to work a flexible schedule and less than full-time, and I say that because I sort of get hung up on the term part-time, but also it's it's 80%, it's 90%, who knows? I do not think I would still be working in this position or not position, I've moved up, but like, you know, in my role at this firm, if I didn't have all of these opportunities, I think I would be miserable. And that's always been my argument is if anyone wants to change up their schedule and then they can be happy, then they're going to be happy at work. Like if, if I feel stressed out and pressure that I can't go see my kids do whatever, you know, after school activity or whatever it is, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be no fun to be around. Uh, nobody's going to want to work with me. You know, so 
I think that there's something to be said about providing that opportunity. So for me, I think, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place and it is a little complicated now because I'm stuck at home and <laughs> my kids have been in person. Fortunately, up until recently, we've now been on, in virtual school. And that is like a whole nother, as a whole nother <laughs> element. Sure is. So, you know, I, I think by working for six years, six plus years in this flexible role, I am able to pivot literally every day. And and if one day I work 15 hours and one day I work four, it doesn't matter, you know? So I think I've grown in myself, but I've also been promoted twice, like in the last, whatever, seven years, six years. Yeah. And so, you know, and I've worked with a lot of individuals and I think I've been able to help a lot of people. And I think I've been able to see, I go to my, I go to everything my kids do, you know, I, I well, not everything because some stuff is, you know, painful to sit in the hallways at dance, but I have right. created a way that I can choose to go to as much as I can for my kids. And I just really don't see a way that it could be any better. Like, I really do feel like I have the best of both worlds. It's not easy. Like I'll bounce between mom work, mom work all day. And it kind of makes me want to cry sometimes. But I think at the end of the day, I can reflect on all of the kid related, family related stuff I got to do. And I'm so much happier for it, you know, and I, I really think that if I hadn't have figured out a way to do this part time thing, I would not be here. And I don't think I would have been as successful, you know, because I'd be starting over somewhere else and maybe in a firm that didn't promote it, you know, like I, yep. it just would be a cycle. A hundred percent. I think um, I relate with so much of your story and that the sort of balance of the two brains at any moment's notice. So I really appreciate you talking today about your story. I know a lot of people are going to be excited to listen to this and kind of hear what are ways that they can make the best of the situation that they're in. A lot of people don't want to leave their careers. They just want a better way to control their their lives and, and how they can live more fully, which is, I think, what you were talking about at the end there, live more fully in both at home and at work. And I'm so glad that you get a chance to to live that, that best version of your own life. So thank you for sharing that story here. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. I think there's got to be people that can relate and and I think it's just a matter of, of making it work for yourself, you know, if, which is easier said than done. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's worked out for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fork in the Road podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoy recording it. And if you found any wisdom in our conversation today, please do us and your friends a favor by sharing this episode. Help us reach even more women by liking and reviewing this podcast wherever you found us. And be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.